Hi, welcome to Found with Liz Brewer. I'm your host, Liz, and in this podcast, we discuss living a more holistic life so that you can come home to more of who you are. If you have ever thought, there is something more for me, there is. We are gonna talk about all the ways you can deliciously expand to bring more to your life and those around you. Welcome home. Hi, welcome back to Found. I'm going to just preface this episode and put a trigger warning in. Uh, So I am going to be mentioning sexual assault today. I'm not going to be going into details. It's only going to be a very small portion of the story, but where I'm going to take it is going to be around the physical responses in my body to something else that isn't related to that assault. Uh, That are just, it triggered in me. So if you're in a space that feels vulnerable right now, or it's something that you don't feel like you are really ready to delve into, or that you don't have the energetic space for, please turn the episode off and tune in next time. And we'll speak to you then. If you've stuck around, hi, welcome back. It's been a while, right? So I actually had COVID and it wasn't a terrible dose, but I was really, really husky and quite congested for a while and I kept clearing my throat and I thought this is not the best time to be doing a podcast episode. So I just wanted to wait until my throat was in a bit of a better state. So I actually had a whole episode that I had planned to do today, but something happened to me yesterday that made me go, actually, I feel like I need to talk about this. And... I want to be clear here, like I'm not actually going to be giving anybody tips or hints or anything like that today. That's not what this is about. I'm going to just be speaking into an experience that I had and how I unpacked it and things that I think might have actually helped me to navigate that experience in a way that was less triggering for me. So... I haven't spoken about this before and not even a lot of my friends know this, but I've actually had some cardiac issues for a while now. So for the last 18 months, I've had palpitations that have sent me to the hospital a couple of times and we've just really started to properly investigate what they may be. So I've had some tests done before and I've had a halter monitor on before, but this time around I went and saw the cardiologist and he ordered a few more tests and yesterday I went in there to have these done so one of them was a stress echo and the other one was the halter monitor again and I'd actually never had an echo done before and I've never had a stress echo done so it was a new experience for me and I went in there not really knowing what to expect so something I didn't expect was pain Okay, I didn't really expect that. And so when I went in there, obviously it's like you're already in a bit of a vulnerable position because you're with people you don't know and you're having to get, you know, half nude because all your top's off and you have a gown on there. But obviously if they're doing an ultrasound on your heart, you know, it's kind of open. And that didn't bother me too much because, you know, I've had six kids, I've been in varying states of undress in front of a lot of medical professionals during the last 25 years of my life. So I was okay. Like I hadn't 
I wasn't experiencing anything at that point in time that made my body go, oh, yikes, what's this? And she started to do the echo on me and I'm quite small framed and she's explained that, you know, it's an ultrasound, can't see through bone. In order to get some of these images, they have to look between the spaces in your ribs. And because I am quite small boned, she was having to push quite hard. So there was a lot of pressure on my ribs. And in general, if somebody was putting that kind of pressure on my ribs for a short period of time, I'd probably be like, oh, ouch, but I'd be okay. But because of how long it took, I started to reach a point where it was really creeping up my pain threshold. They had actually allocated 20 minutes for this test to be done, like from the beginning to the end, because then I had my appointment for the Holt monitor. And it all up, it ended up taking an hour and a half. And by the end of that, it felt like somebody was pressing on bruises on my ribs. I was in so much pain. And I kind of worked through that, that was okay. And I didn't, I wasn't having any reaction still. I need to be clear, like I was just in pain. And then I went and had the halter monitor put on. And as I was walking out of the hospital, I called my husband. The car park was full at the hospital. I'd had to park five streets away. It took me 30 minutes to walk back to my car. And all I'm on the phone to him, I'm saying to him, it was really, really painful. And I said to him, I actually feel like I want to cry. <laughs> and that's actually quite unusual for me because I'm not somebody that cries from pain or discomfort physically in general. If I cry, it's always emotional. So that should have told me something, but it didn't. And he goes, oh, okay, like it must have really hurt. And I said, yeah, yeah, like it did. Like I feel really, really bruised and tender right now. And I absolutely was. I could feel it really hurting even when I was sort of turning the wheel of the car and, and it did feel, you know, bruised. It felt tender. By the time I got home and I'd driven home, I had gone into a very emotional state and for the remainder of the evening I stayed that way. I was really sooky, I really wanted comfort, I was hugging my husband a lot, I wanted him to sort of hold me, I wanted to sort of create a little nest for myself and I was looking for things that I found really, really comforting old TV shows that I watched when I was a child and that I loved, you know, old fairy tales, things like that. I, I wanted, I was looking for a very specific kind of comfort. And when I went to bed, my husband came and, you know, was helping me get into bed because I had all the leads from the halter monitor and I was um, really sore and I actually did. I had, I had a bit of a cry and I couldn't really explain it. And I had a few thoughts to myself about what was going on there, but I kind of dismissed them. And the following morning, my husband drove me back to the hospital so I could drop off the halter monitor because I was still feeling a little bit unsettled. I just didn't want to drive in there by myself. And he said to me in the car, I actually was having some thoughts last night about why I think you might have been emotional last night. And I said to him, oh, okay, um, so like, what do you think they were? And I'd already had 
a few thoughts myself, but I wanted to hear what he said to see if they were the same, because I think part of the problem with some traumas is that we always second guess ourselves when it comes to how they've affected us. Sometimes we try to downplay them. Oh, that wasn't that bad. Oh, other people have had it worse. And my husband said to me, I think perhaps that maybe because a long time ago you had a bad experience with a doctor where they did something that didn't feel right to you and you felt like you couldn't say no then, you might have had a bit of that come up. So to go into that very, very briefly, I had a sexual assault by a doctor when I was young that I never spoke about for many years. And it hasn't really affected my day-to-day -day interactions with medical professionals in general. However, looking back on it, I can see that often after I've been in a vulnerable position with medical professionals, I do kind of have an emotional reaction where I want that comfort. And he said, I just thought that because last night when you were crying, you said, I just felt like I, I didn't protect myself when I was hurting. And that's a really interesting statement. And it was one that I heard myself say and didn't even realize I was going to until it was out of my mouth. I was crying, not because I was in physical pain. I've felt a lot more pain in my life. I was crying because I felt like I didn't use my voice to keep myself safe. And when my husband said that in the car, I said to him, I had a similar thought, but I pushed it aside because I know that the person that was doing the, the test on me yesterday, she wasn't trying to hurt me. And I know that she was trying to help me. So it wasn't the same thing. And he jumped in really quick and he was like, oh yeah, no, no, I know. Like, I know that it wasn't the same thing. And I was like, wait, I actually think you're right because it wasn't the same thing. And my brain knows that, but my body doesn't. So I could rationally go, this woman is trying to help me. She's not trying to hurt me. She's just trying to get these images. And to do that, she has to put me in a bit of discomfort. But for my body, it was saying, somebody is doing something to me that is making me hurt. And I am not saying anything about it. I am lying here quietly. And I was re-traumatized. So I tried to unpack that quite a bit. The reality of the situation is there's going to be probably more times in my life, hopefully not a lot of them, but as I age and things happen, where procedures may have to happen that aren't really comfortable. I mean, that happens to women all the time. Nobody enjoys having a pap smear. It's not comfortable, but you have to go and have this test done to keep yourself safe. 
So that's going to happen to me in my life. How can I navigate this trigger for me in a way that makes me feel empowered instead of vulnerable? And when I broke it down, I thought probably what would have helped me in that moment would have simply been if I had voiced my discomfort. So I tried to sort of reimagine the situation. What would it have looked like if instead of just lying there quietly, being hurt, if I had have used my words and said, I'm actually really hurting right now. This is really uncomfortable and hard for me. What could the person who was conducting that test have done? she probably would have just done what she'd been doing the whole time, which is to say to me, I'm sorry, I know this is really painful. I'm being as quick as I can. I'm just having a really hard time taking these pictures. So her response wouldn't have changed. The fact that the test had to be done wouldn't have changed. The only thing that would have changed would have been that I used my voice to empower myself, to speak up. What I was looking for in that moment, the breaking of that cycle for me would have been me being able to use my words in a way that felt like I was standing up for me, like I was protecting myself because those are the words that I used when I was crying to my husband the night before. I'd said, I just feel like I didn't protect myself. I felt a sense of betrayal really from myself that I hadn't said anything. And when I put that in perspective of what that looked like for me, it looked like, well, here was the time when I didn't say anything. Now, again, rationally in my brain, I can go that situation that happened years ago, it was not my fault. None of that was on me. It wasn't my job to speak up. It wasn't my job to protect myself. It was somebody else's job not to be a horrible person. That's it. That's, that was the whole thing. None of that was on me. But for years and years and years, I'd internalized this shame and guilt around that situation. And how did that span out into other aspects of my life? How many times had I been uncomfortable or been in pain or felt like a situation didn't feel right, but I'd said nothing because I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable, because I didn't want people to not like me, because I wanted to be good, because I wanted to be polite, because, you know, all of those societal things that we have pushed onto us. How many times had I not used my words to go, this is a boundary of mine that you're crossing. Or this is something that you're doing to me that I don't like. It's a simple thing, right? Just having said that yesterday, I could have just said, this is really hurting me. Because maybe there was going to be a different way. Maybe she didn't realize how much it was hurting me. Like in all likelihood, it probably wouldn't have changed anything except maybe it would have changed a lot of things for me in the hours after that, where I was going through a very, very emotional reaction. So 
again, I don't really have any advice. I just wanted to just talk about that. I just wanted to talk about how sometimes when we have these massive reactions to things that are seemingly not big and we unpack them and we go over it it doesn't even need to always be oh well I need to not put myself in that situation because again I'm probably going to have other medical procedures or tests done over the rest of my life so I'm probably not going to be able to not put myself in that position again so how can I help myself navigate my own triggers again just gonna say I don't think that anybody should navigate things that are really hard for them on their own if this is something that you find is coming up for you where you've got things that are triggering you that you feel may be linked to something else that has happened to you in the past please reach out uh, get some support from a professional from somebody that can actually help you navigate this in a way that's safe and healthy and is going to serve you but I just wanted to speak about this experience that I had yesterday because it's one of those things that again I'd experienced for so many years where I'd have quite a funny emotional reaction after certain things and I never ever ever put that together and the more I uncover I suppose my authentic self the more these things come to light and I'm finding it easier and quicker for me to process through them I'm not having to sit there stewing over it for a really long period of time going I still feel bad about this or I still feel upset I'm able to kind of just go okay that was a reaction that I had then let's really unpack what happened there let's see where we think that came from and let's try to reimagine how that might have looked if I had have come from a place of authenticity to myself right then how could I have changed that situation that would have served me better I just really felt like I stumbled upon something this morning where I was like oh it's quite remarkable how different I would have felt if I had have just used my voice to speak about how I was feeling in that moment as opposed to just going I'll push through this and I'll deal with the fallout later anyway I'm gonna leave it there I hope that you've had a good day today and I hope that I will be back much much quicker than the long period of time that it's been since I last spoke and hopefully with something that's a little bit more upbeat. So have a fantastic rest of your day and I will speak to you later. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Found. If you got something from it, I hope you will consider sharing this episode with one of your friends. If you'd like to connect between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at Lisbrewer or at www.lisbrewer.com. Until next time.